Hello, everybody, and welcome to Bevies with the Boys. It has been a little while uh, since the last episode. My name is Munchables. I'm joined by Dagda. We are the boys, and together for Bevies, we are joined by Kelsey Moser for the first episode of 2022. First of all, Kelsey, welcome back to the show. I think this is your third, maybe fourth episode with us. Um, how are you doing? How was your Christmas? I, I imagine many bevies. <laughs> yeah, you know, um, we were talking about alcohol consumption during lockdown, and it's a very timely topic. Yeah, may or may not have occurred. Can't. I actually think I drank less during Christmas than I had for other parts of the year. So I don't know if that's a good or a bad thing. <laughs> I, I, I guess it depends on the ratios. <laughs> exactly. I'm just gonna leave that for interpretation of the okay. uh, the audience there. So we'll leave we'll leave that all wide open. Rob, how are you doing, mate? Say say hello to our, our wonderful 28 viewers. <laughs> hello. I mean, it's steady climbing. I've got 35 of mine. But hello. Yeah, it's good to be back for babies with the boys. It's been a hot minute. Um. Yeah. I mean. It's been a bit of a crazy off season between like obviously EDG winning and then having Christmas and then going into another lockdown and a lockdown into lockdown again in Ireland. And now LPL kicking off in a handful of days is it's all just been busy, busy, busy. Yeah, it is, it is picking up speed. Is, are you So are you currently locked down in Ireland? Uh, not really, but it's like they've closed all the pubs by like 8 p.m. and you can't go to restaurants past 8 p.m. So like by the time anyone actually gets out of work, it's kind of closed. So <laughs> you're so effectively, yeah. <laughs> Christ, that is rough, mate. That is rough. All right, let's do some bevy-based content. And as is tradition at the start of every episode, we're going to do a whip around and tell everyone what we're drinking today. So I'll start just for the sake of it. I'm on the Doom Bar. I've gone for a classic here. I couldn't be bothered to go out and get anything posh. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. Amber Ale's the best ale. That's my piece. <laughs> Dax, do you want to go next in clockwise order and then we'll, we'll start so, talking about this? I had a little bit of this left over from Christmas, so I'm working on the vodka tonight and I've got my Pepsi as well to go with it. So I'm going to be happy, man. You're not just going to drink. You're not just going to drink it straight, you know? It's a... Coward. Give me like too deep and then I'll go for it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just calling myself out because I have a coffee with a, a surprise, you know? It's a... <laughs> The diplomatic way to put it because it's almost 11 a.m. here so you know i can't just straight up chug the whiskey i have to find some ways to, to justify and pace myself so that's the, that's where we are i i respect the commitment to the show that you've come on in the morning and are, are yeah. still smashing an irish coffee i <laughs> i salute you kelsey because it's it's <laughs> yeah. 7 p.m here so I, i'm well within I'm the i'm beyond uh, five o'clock on yeah. saturday as well pretty sure literally every every day that i've come on the show it's been like yeah. a.m and i've yeah. always drank so it's kind of i don't know that what that says about me but this is not a <laughs> hopefully this is not a psychotherapy session because that's kind of how it's feeling so far so uh <laughs> <laughs> it's a tradition at this point that we write off a work day for Kelsey Moser. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So in case anyone hadn't figured it out, we're going to talk about the LPL. Who would it, I know, huge surprise. Weird. I'm sure everyone in the audience is stunned. Um, this episode, we're going to talk power rankings. Now, our power rankings are not uh, foolproof, perfect power rankings. We've not spent years like honing them perfectly. I think Kelsey's top eight are definitely pretty pretty precise, but I've certainly been a little less precise with this. I've kind of done it in tiers, and then I've 
pretty much shuffled the teams within those tiers based on how I was feeling at the time. So I think uh, we should start towards the bottom and work our way up. And I imagine that the bottom conversations may go a little quicker and we'll slow down <laughs> when we get towards the top. And there's actually uh, things to discuss with the teams. <laughs> All right. So with the random minor insults to the teams aside, I guess we'll begin... Um, by going around and just, I guess we just go up one by one and 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 talk about teams. So in seventeenth place, drumroll please, we have myself putting absolute legends. What is it? Anyone's legends? Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna do the same. How is it not absolute I don't legends? Know what it is. By the way, it should be absolute <laughs> legends. Um, I mean, I, I can't acknowledge Douglas Vodka, but absolute I can acknowledge because you know, EG sponsor. <laughs> So True. there that you go, absolutely. Wait, it's, are they really EG sponsor? I didn't know that. Yeah, they are an EG sponsor, absolutely. Ah. So their mango uh, one is quite good. I've got it up there somewhere as well. I've got like too many drinks up there, to be honest. Yeah, I have <laughs> that had absolutely. You can, can like control that. yourself and not drink them right away. You know, that so it's, it's, it's good. <laughs> or he has so much that it's impossible to get yeah. through it that quickly. Uh, <laughs> All right, so I've got um, Anyone's Legend down in 17th place. Dagda has Anyone's Legend down in 17th place. Kelsey has RA down in 17th place. So, Kelsey, I'm going to go to you first, if that's all right, because I feel like that's quite an aggressive ranking of RA. It's quite an aggressive ranking of RA. Uh, I'm going to double-check, pull up the roster, because I did this for Dom Show. So, uh, mm-hmm. let me... I've got Luke Peter on my other monitor. Yeah. There's so yeah, exactly. many changes this split. It's impossible to just... We have to cheat. Yeah, so... it, it's not possible. Um, so, well, do you yeah. want do you want a minute to look at the roster spot? And we can go to Dagda first for anyone's legend. Yeah, sure. I am just pulled it up right. now, so I'm good. Okay. Yeah, Dagger yeah. Talk. Sorry. Okay, you, know, Rob, you, get, you, get you talk anyone's legend. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, basically, I'm not as convinced about anyone's legend. It just basically feels like Rogue Warriors 2.0. Like, I know they're bringing in Maple, but you've still got, like, a bot lane that I'm not very much convinced by with Betty and Chocho. Um, I think Xiao Hao will still be at least an aggressive drummer in the early stages, whether for good or for bad. So it always kind of makes things interesting with him. Um, and I think maybe if they try and play around bot, they could find a little bit of success. But when you look at like the teams that they're going up against, I really don't see them popping off. Um, Maple as well, yes, had good times in LMS, but every time he comes back to LPL, he ends up kind of sitting in his lane, doesn't get as many resources, and kind of just shuts down. So I'm not a, I'm not sure how well Maple's going to do back in LPL. So for me, this is just a team that doesn't really have any big standout performer, and I think they're not going to be able to carry. And that's that pretty much summarizes why I put um let's see, this is that pretty much summarizes why I put teams in the bottom last year was if I felt like there was this is just people that they are picking up that feel like they haven't really yeah. achieved anything. They're going like the CLG twenty twenty one roster building strategy of yeah, these guys were solid on teams that once won things and they weren't actually capable of carrying so there isn't anyone that stands out also the fact that it that it there's forge you know um i i don't want to be too rude right now like just starting <laughs> off just getting right into it but there was a a stream command which deliberately said like forge was the worst mid laner so his team is the worst and that was just a mantra that yeah 
was uh, so sad. Yeah. <laughs> we, were, we did our LPL meeting talking about team identities earlier. And one of the notes that I put for RA was either strive plays or their match fixing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I share similar, similar feelings of Forge. I've just yep. noticed, interestingly, um, me and Rob have put anyone's legend in 17th place and you've put RA. Yeah. And then mm-hmm. in 12th place... Me and Rob have both put RA in you. So I don't know to, I don't even know what the conclusion from that is, but <laughs> I suppose we could do seventeenth and twelfth in, in one fell swoop. Yeah. Um, I'm actually yeah. gonna paste you guys the image of all three it's so you can have fun Nonlinear watch. storytelling. So right yeah, we're, we're, we're like yeah, Witcher exactly. season one here. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> so for me, again, yeah, anyone's legend, it's like Players like Maple are the guys that, that stand out, right? And Maple is not exactly top in the table in terms of his individual impact. And I feel like he's not really improving, to, to word it very conservatively. Uh, yeah, I, I agree. The, the one thing that is exciting in this roster, Zhang Wuji, if Vayne becomes meta, yeah, he's a good Vayne. He's a really good Vayne. That's that's all I got. I think... I th- oh, sorry. Go ahead, Kelsey. I was just gonna say, I think there's just enough like general talent on this roster that they can put together something and be like towards the bottom and the middle. There were a lot of rosters like that for me, and it was just I think Maple Betty is a decent core. Um, I I don't really have I, I think Zhang Wuji has like a lot of explosiveness. I actually like Kaishuan a, a reasonable amount, right? And Chocho like understands like the level six timer and he understands how to to play out like engages on sneak barons and stuff like this like he's an old hat so from that perspective and his way of playing the game is very defined like every time a team has a a player that whatever team they've been on it plays the same way kind of has an advantage when you're talking about the lower tier teams so that's where i had anyone's legend a bit higher but i saw that like pretty much the lpl broadcast team everyone i've talked to has them 17th so there you go well my like 14th to 17th honestly is like it's just one group of these guys are going to be at the bottom and who gets 17th versus 15th it's literally just going to be a roll of the dice on who happens to get the upset against top esports and who happens to be edg because for some reason in the lpl the top teams just have to lose to the the shit tier teams it blows my mind every year um i will say as well just on the topic of kaishuan his rakan actually pretty legit i remember there being a couple of rakan games from kaishuan where he was just popping off um but I digress. Uh, let's also talk about RA. Rob, I want to hear your perspective on RA since you had them 12th and we're doing the 12th-17th combo that you get in all power rankings shows. Um, <laughs> Rob, what do you make of this RA, Rob? So the reason I have them rated high is a couple of different things. So Junja, for me, um, I heard from a lot of people that he was like one of the most sought-after people Um for the, the new season in LPL. He was supposed to be popping off in Korean solo queue. He's supposed to be doing amazing in scrims. Um, and I'm hoping that with him coming in, starting over, Leanne, they can do pretty good. Uh, Strive as well. I haven't had a chance to look fully into Rare Adam, but from what I've heard from people, Strive looks pretty good coming in as well. So you're going to have a strong mid-jungle there. The big question mark for me is Zora in the bot lane. I think the support, it hasn't 
being so hot and especially in a bot centric meta that could be a struggle but i think when you've got like such a strongly jungle that could potentially play down towards that bottom side and try and alleviate some of that i think that's where um rare Attic can do well and cube will just do cube things he'll no he won't win his lane but he won't lose his lane either and just sit there top side and absorb pressure i just i can't i can't with cube i can't have faith in this guy <laughs> He was, he, what he about Demacia Cup 2020? <laughs> he did Blades Nar, right? And I can't believe he just like pulled that out in a playoff series and got completely destroyed. I was like, all right, this is a <laughs> this is a thing we're doing now. But um I and also I can't believe you're just disrespecting Yu Yanja like that. Like Oh I true, yeah. Say, <laughs> I want to say top esports record with Yu Yanja versus top esports record in LPL without Yu Yanja. You know, so it's a billboard. You gotta, you gotta plug that. Don't get me started. Yeah. <laughs> I have negative emotions towards you, Yanja. Uh, yeah, I don't know. For me, RA is like, I don't know. I'm feeling aggressive on this show tonight, but Junja's just stuck in ELO hell, man. Junja is such a talented yeah. jungler. He was like number one on Korean server for like half of last year or something. He was consistently up there uh, on Korean challenger ladder. And like, I look at the bot lane. iBoy has been pretty unimpressive for the last two years, basically. And he's going to be alongside... I, I don't know Zora, to be fair, so I'm not going to say anything about Zora, but Yu Yanja, let's be real. Um, Strive has been like somewhat hyped, but again, I don't know. Forge is... Forge. And like, and then you've got Cube, who again, like at best, underwhelming. Like, There's nothing about this team that says we're going to make playoffs. There's nothing on this team that says you can have confidence that we will be a good team. And like in the LPL, if you don't have any like, if you don't have a vibe, if you don't have an identity or like a way that you play, or a thing that makes you stand out, you automatically just fail. In my experience of the LPL, so for me, I'm I'm actually surprised I put them in twelfth. I think I should have put them lower, but there you go, too late. Um, all right, so that is seventeenth and twelfth covered. We'll move up to sixteenth. So. I, me and Rob have actually agreed on a lot of stuff, I'm noticing. Yeah. <laughs> may or may not have talked to each other about this before. Or just, uh, that's not directly about power rankings, no. but we have yeah. talked about the teams. But so, teams yeah. and story meetings and team identities yeah. and all that stuff. Yeah. Um, so 16th place. I've got TT. Rob has TT. And you have LGD, Kelsey. Um, who wants to start? <laughs> Rob, you started last time. So Kelsey, let's go to you. What is this complete and utter disrespect for Thunder Jad Gaming? Like, I don't understand. <laughs> what, is, what is this? Wait, Thunder, I don't... Thunder Chad isn't even two teams. <laughs> <laughs> How do you think Thunder is spelled? It is. Okay, once, once we get a little bit further into the show, I guarantee that I can convince you that Chad starts with T because it's just going to be, that's hot. Okay. All right, okay. So, so, yeah, yeah. All right, we'll come back to this. Um, but... I mean, for me, it's like I, I think Captain is the player that I've been waiting to actually just start for this team forever. Uh, he looked, he had like some good games at Demacia Cup, some bad games at Demacia Cup. Um, I don't think, I'm not, I, I think most people know that I'm not a Puff fan. Uh, I, like, honestly, for me, a lot of this, this team, a lot of the bottom tier teams, they have so many gigantic holes. But for me, it was like, all right, Cap is going to pop off and show them what's what's up. And I also just don't think New is that bad either, right? Like, I think New is pretty good. So I think for me, they have pretty solid solo winners. 
for bottom teams, so I don't see them as being like bottom two. Um, yeah, I'm I'm kind of in the same boat. Um, I think the the biggest question mark for me is their jungle, just how that works because Frigid and VV Frigid didn't look so hot in Damasia. Um, so I was kind of waiting to see what the story was going to be there. And Puff and Setwind, again, like if you're looking at a, a bot-focused meta, they haven't been that great. They've been losing a lot. And yes, they've got the, the synergy, but um, looking at Damasia, Captain kind of ended up running around. I So I actually agree with you, Kelsey. I really think Captain could be good if he gets resources given to him, like he did back in LDL. But we just don't get it in the LPL. Every team he's been on is just completely played away from him. Even in matchups like Victor LeBlanc, where he should get resources, he just doesn't. So I really think that Captain could be a good player. I just don't see him getting those resources on this team again. And in Damasi Cup, he was running around trying to keep every lane happy. And then he just ends up falling behind. And then he just ends up in a bad position anyway. So I think that's probably what we're going to see again here coming into LPL for TT. And that's why I just don't have them particularly high. Like I think we've spot, we've got one or two places in the difference. But yeah, for me, I think TT are going to end up bottom two just because I don't yeah. think they play towards their strengths. That's going to be the issue. Yeah, and I have LGD at the bottom because it's just there's no one on the yeah. scene that I think can do anything, right? Like it's yeah. very except for maybe Shadow on a good day. And I feel like there there was a team like that before with a guy called Aki that <laughs> was terrible. So that's kind of how I feel about this LGD roster. Yeah, yeah. I, I think Shadow's one of those players though that like maybe if he tried playing in a different region, like if he tried like a <laughs> European yeah. team or something like that. Take up an import slot though, so you know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, me and Rob have LGD in fifteenth, so we might as well just transition yeah. into talking about them as well. I mean, my thought—I don't really have anything to add on Thunder Talk aside from yeah, it's just people that used to be on the IG organization and got dropped by IG. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I think me, me and uh, Munch said it to each other was like hey mom can we get IG it's like we have IG at home and then you have <laughs> IG at home <laughs> it's just it's just TT <laughs> yeah it's I don't know Captain was super hyped up and then we just got to see him play Karma over and over again I'm like until I get to see him actually do these things that I was told he was going to do I don't know it doesn't do anything for me and Southwind and Puff I always thought we're kind of whatever like they're fine they're not gonna run it down but they're just whatever you know but puff was first all pro ad okay that is true that is true yeah. <laughs> i disagreed with it back then as well <laughs> <laughs> there's somewhere in the ether there's like a 30 minute red from me about puff being an all pro ad and i feel bad about it because i feel like he didn't deserve that you know i was in ranting that he shouldn't have been but but no, as like a, as he didn't deserve like a, a half hour rant, but no. you know, he, he also didn't deserve first team all pro There's <laughs> It's definitely that. The yin and yang of the world. <laughs> yeah. Oh God. All right. So uh, let's move up the list to where we have our first three-way different contestion. Um, Ooh. So 14th place. Wait, did we do? Wait, no, no, no. I've skipped one. Fifteenth place. I'm sorry, guys. I've had a third of a can. I'm, I'm already, <laughs> I'm smashed. Well, um, you guys talked about LGD, right? We talked about so... LGD. So, Kelsey, tell me why IG are so low on your list. Such a fan favorite. They're pretty low in Dagda's list too. Um, I've, I've got them in playoffs. 
they've made. You've got them in tenth, which is wild um, and adventurous. Uh, I just. <laughs> It takes so long for IG to be good again. Like they, the thing that a lot of people don't know about IG is historically they are a developmental team, right? Um, like outside of Carsa and Rookie and arguably the Shy, so like their imports, they pretty much only kind of developed their own talent and started their own talent. And that works with varying, varying degrees of success. And so they basically just promoted their roster, right, from the LDL um, for the most part. And I think if you've watched LDL, you're familiar with a lot of these different guys, and they've done pretty decently in LDL. Like, I'm a Nenny fan, and that's probably why they're not in last place. But Shun has yet to really impress me on mechanically on any champion that is in Italy. Um I don't, I'm not a, that big. Of, I actually thought their mid laner going back because I did the show with Dom and so I went back and watched the VODs and I actually agree with him that uh, Peter, agree with Peter that uh, their mid laner was kind of the best part of their roster and they didn't promote him. Um, and then we've all seen Lucas I and on and I just don't, I don't really see the heights of this roster outside of Nemi. So yeah, that's pretty much it. Yeah, I mean, I'm I've got them basically one away from where Kelsey has them. I'm kind of in the same boat where it's just like, this isn't a team a team that I'm particularly hyped on. I kind of think Shun and Nenny is going to be the show, and if they can pop off, great. If not, I don't really know. I know Xiao Yuji was supposed to be somewhat hyped, but I think it might be on starting. So again, I don't think their bot lane is going to be particularly impressive. Um, and then Yuukai filled in for a little bit on RNG, and I wasn't impressed with him when he played either. So. I just feel like there's just not a huge amount of, you know, carry potential here. So, yeah, IG are going to struggle. See, this is this is where you're both wrong. Now, I know oh, as a steamed analyst, Stephanie, we've got the, you're thinking, you know, oh, we've got, we've got to talk finally. about synergy. We've got to talk about, you know, how the lanes are <laughs> going to interact. None of that really exists. That's all in your mind. What really matters is Mojo. And guess okay. which two rookies last year had the most Mojo? Shun. And Nani. And Shun, I, he may not Shun have not a have... big brother rookie looking over at you know? <laughs> I, I cannot I cannot understand how anyone hype can hype Shun after last year. Trust but me, just keep going, me. keep going. He locked yeah. in Kindred multiple times, and I can get behind that. This is one of the reasons Kanabi is <laughs> such a good player, because he's locked in Kindred quite a few times. Forest within <laughs> yeah, will back me up on that one. Picks the champion. <laughs> he doesn't necessarily play it well he just picks don't it, you know, worry like about it. that you, you're just looking <laughs> at it wrong that's like a lot of people say casa doesn't play well or the sofm doesn't play well it's not about good or bad it's about style and shun has fucking style let me tell you now the bottom lane i don't know could be a bit of a bit of a disaster but that's why i put him in 10th place but higher up on the scoreboard nanny's gonna pop off he's gonna carry every game shun's gonna pop off and carry every game and, and the rest of them, they're just along for the ride. They're just cruising while these two Giga Chads carry the carry this team to tenth place. I can't wait. It's going to be beautiful. Um, I hope that worked. I hope there's at least one IG fan in chat now. Yeah, because that's all I've got. Yeah, yeah. I love the way you just don't play well, but you know stuff. And that was basically. <laughs> <your argument. laughs> yeah, that um, like. 
like I just have so many images of Shun in my head where he goes to the the mid lane, misses like all of his abilities in the two v two, dies, and then rookie one v two is the fight. It's great. Yeah, <laughs> that was that was co it's called supportive play. Those are called zoning abilities. He's okay? great. He's, just, he's distracting them, kind of like Rakan. Exactly. He's like exactly. Rakan the player, you know. Like Ricky's Ricky's there, like Shun, look sexy, and they all focus on Shun, and then, then rookie can carry the fight. Uh, let's just hope Yuukai has that presence of mind that Rookie brought to the table to, to direct Shun in that way. Um, so back to 14th place. Uh, we talked already... Wait, did we talk about... No, we didn't talk about Ultra Prime and we haven't talked about OMG, yeah. which are the two me and Rob have. Um, so I, I guess I'll go first on to why I've put OMG so low, which in context of having IG in 10th, I feel like my arguments against OMG are going to be pretty weak. Um, but... The reason I've got OMG in 14th place is because I feel like this is a team where when the meta is like Assassin's playable mid and Kai'Sa playable bot, this is a team that can pop off and can take over games and just go crazy. But in playoffs, we saw them just get completely banned out. Cream was just banned out of the game entirely. And I feel like Abel was one of these AD carries where if he got one or two picks then he'd be in a really, really good position. Some games he looked fantastic, but a lot of the time he just looked really lackluster and weak. I feel like Cold is being held back by Abel in the bottom lane. And Aki was Aki was good. Aki had a good year, but uh, there's nothing about this roster that like jumps out at me as like, this is this is how they're going to win unless we have cream on Assassins. And that's not the meta right now as far as I understand it. So I don't think OMG is going to have a good year. Um, I, can't, I can't believe that you guys just unendingly hype cream all year and then you give me that that's that's like that's all i've got to say about it. i stopped hyping <laughs> at the end of the year i stopped hyping it. I don't, he is hype because yeah. he's he's fun to watch well, i base my hype on mojo and this guy's got mojo look i fully believe in the cold redemption arc i'm like on board i think cold actually looks pretty damn good but not really good but like pretty decent and i, I like that he seems to be getting better despite the fact he's been in the lpl for so long um, I hope Abel is able to hit the, I don't want to say like the story that was set for him because like he was set ages ago to be this like absolute monster that was supposed to be coming. I think it was him, I boy, uh, Jackie Love, like the three geniuses. Oh, yeah, um, yeah. yeah. Who were supposed to come in and then Jackie Love popped off. I boy looked good. And then Abel kind of just faded into nothingness and now his back. So I want Abel to do well. I think his positioning was pretty terrible last year and he would like, what he thought he could do in fights was not even close to what it could manage. So I think that's going to be the big issue. I'm really curious to see what Shanji is like, though. He's like super hyped coming in from the LDL. And I think if you've got like the strong top laner that Shanji is supposed to be, you've got Aki who's going to be able to play strong aggressive in the early stages alongside Cream, and you've got Cold and support. I think most of that is a pretty stable roster that can do a decent amount, which is why I have them like relatively high up. I think I have them in, yeah, 11th. Like, I think this is actually a team that if Abel is able to kind of just take a step back, this could actually be a team that looks relatively okay, even if Cream isn't on um, champions he's comfortable with. Plus, it was Cream's rookie year. Like, he's had a, a long time now to start, like, practicing other stuff and see if he can get used to the meta. So I think he'll come in, look pretty good on uh, the meta picks, and then I think OMG can try and do stuff. Kelsey, where do you sit on OMG? Because uh, I think you have them highest. You have them. Yeah, eight. it's That's so. Uh, so uh, <clears throat> I feel like you did 
Abel a bit dirty there, Dagda. And the reason why... <laughs> Wait, Rob did? Because... I basically called him a shit. <laughs> <laughs> well, he, he told the story, but he left out a lot of context, okay? Oh, so okay. Okay. Um, these 380 carries, notably, came in at a time where like, they were all hyped up, kind of relatively equal measure. In fact, I think Abel may have been the most hyped because literally he was had Faker accuse, accuse him of scripting on stream. Like that happened. That was a thing that occurred for Abel. Well, um, so, <laughs> so in some ways, you know, he was potentially the most hyped, but let's talk about the teams that they joined. Okay. iBoy came in to an EVG that Deft had just left. And I can't even remember the 80 carry that they were using for him, but it was legit like iBoy waiting room until he was 17 and able to play. Like that was legit the storyline. And Jackie Love got to start on IG, and I don't even, like, that team was so doomed for 80 carries that Rookie played AD, AD in a game, right? It was it was that dire and terrifying. And then you get to, and I, I swear, like, the worst, I think his name was Rain, was, like, the worst import in any region ever was, was an 80 carry that played for IG. But then you have Abel starting under UZI in RNG during peak form in, like, 2017, 2018, just off of the the meta that made iBoy look good. Sorry, my brain is the the name of the item. You know, like the twenty seventeen Iron Sensor. Yeah. Yes, uh, just off of the sensor meta. Which, by the way, iBoy started Ardent Sensor meta, played Kogma, just ran at people, and had like a gigantic shield, the best support in the league. Etc. Cetera, Etc. Cetera. And then since then, this guy has never looked good because he's never had to learn to space. He just walks at people. It's actually crazy. <laughs> so, so I just want to put up some context as to why, like the stories of I Boy and Jackie Love, had the opportunity to pop off, and Abel was basically stuck on RNG during his prime years, like the RNG Academy team underneath UZI. So you know, just gotta you gotta know a little bit of the history. You can't just dismiss players. Because, you know, okay. they didn't have a shitter 80 carry above them in LPL, you know? So, so. Anyway, <laughs> all that to say is that I think that there's actually a lot of talent um, on this roster in general. Like, I look at pretty much everyone, and I think I probably will get the most hate for this because being a Makuya supporter is, like, really sus. Um, but <laughs> this is, like, a roster that I look at and say, okay, I'm, I actually am able to feel excited about every player on this team. Uh, the biggest thing for me, though, is Shunji, who I think, like, to me is the most exciting player promoting from LDL to LPL this year. Um, so, and I feel like OMG have had a, an ability to consistently just have decent top laners. Um, so I think that that's where I am on that. But if I look down at this team, like Aki, Cream, Abel, Cold, like, all of these players have really good highs. And so that's why I, I have them as, like, upper middle of the pack. Mm-hmm. All right. Anyway, LPL history lesson. We are. We're no, I, I appreciate the history. <laughs> it's, it's good. I, yeah. I don't believe you, but but it was it was a good it was a good story. Uh, <laughs> I don't believe your story. That is factually yeah. accurate. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Thank you. <laughs> um, I don't believe your your quote from the encyclopedia. Um, all right. So I'm trying to I'm trying to keep track of where we are because yeah. we keep on jumping so, up and down. So I've realized I feel like I've done Ultra Prime dirty by having them in 14th. I actually don't think I meant to put them that low. It's too late. 
Yeah. I, I got them in 13th, so I yeah. don't actually. It's supposed I, to be above IG. Mate, I've got IG in 10th and I've got OMG in 14th, so you can fucking deal with it. All right, Dagda, why do you have Ultra Prime so low? <laughs> so I actually have them above IG, but the thing is, like, this team for me is like full coin flip. The entire, like, Chelsea could have absolutely amazing games and he could have the worst games in existence. Elk is the same. Um, I think uh, Dan has a very good way of describing crying. And I don't want to take it from him. Uh, sorry, Ox has a really good way of describing crying. Yeah. I want him to explain it. Um, but I think Crying definitely can actually look okay on this team. And honestly, Crying is probably going to be one of the standout performers on this team just because even though he looked terrible in RNG, this is a pretty significant step down from RNG. So I think Crying here will actually do well. Um, Hacker can be super coin flippy as well. So on a good day, this team could look really, really good. Rashousey is on Thresh. Elk's on something where he feels super comfortable and you set up Elk for success and suddenly like if you've got crying on twisted fates and playing this more supportive style i think that this team could actually look really well and um, on days where they aren't synchronized though this team is going to go to absolute shit <laughs> just straight terrible <laughs> so what you're saying is you expect more of those days where they look like absolute shit than, than otherwise yeah yeah 14 okay we're yeah. rolling the dice i'm with you yeah, I will. I, I will say I'll probably put them 13th. I think they're better than IG. Maybe rare Adam, but like then you're starting to kind of go, no, the, the rest of the teams above them should beat them. Yeah. And there just are so many teams where I feel like I'm going to say the same thing. It's like there's just not a carry threat really yeah. from my POV on this team. So it just feels like they're not going to do great. Uh, I. Yeah, I mean, there's no, there aren't any players that I'm particularly excited for, except for maybe like Shousey, who I will defend, and I'm disappointed there couldn't be on the show so that we could have a proper Shousey versus PP God battle, and that's you know that's what I'm, I'm here for. That's what I'm here for. Doesn't every like PP God, by the way. Yes, yeah. he doesn't. Like, okay, he just well, then I feel yeah, disappointed. That's coincidentally on that team. Yeah. I, mean, I just remember PP God being like ridiculously hyped for that team was doing yeah. well by pretty much everyone on Twitter. And I was just like, all he does is he walks off of yeah, base and he goes and he engages on the first thing he said, sees. He does it over again, and over like, and over. You're trying to look at League of Legends through an, an analytical <laughs> lens, which is always a mistake. What you're missing there is that the first two letters of his name is actually... Uh, True. That's a phrase Fair that point. can be used to describe genitalia. So inherently, yeah. um, <laughs> he's a very, very exciting player. Um, it's just, the, it's just the way of the world, I'm afraid. <laughs> so on the topic of Ultra Prime, I have them much higher than you guys in the dizzying heights of eleventh place. I think that you're wrong, guys. I think this is a good team, and the reason that I think this is a good team is because Elk has Teachamar back. He may not be called Teachamar, but Cryon is basically Teachamar in that he <laughs> does not ever win lane and he always just roams to other lanes. So if he just goes bot every game and Hacker just ganks bot every game on Jarvan, well, Elk literally has his old team back. He even has essentially missing. Shousey and Missing both just played hook champions that one year. So, I mean, realistically, it's all aligned beautifully for Elk to be able to cover up the fact that he pretty regularly ints if the team doesn't completely play around him. So I feel like 
<laughs> Sorry, my favorite part of this explanation has been Kelsey's face this entire time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just thinking, like, the, the point that we're missing here is that team with Teacher Mo is never really good. Whoa! <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> hey, what was that? You, you never want to come back on the show again, Joshua. <laughs> Impressive statement. Uh, and, and, hey, look. Even Aliaz and ZS, they're not exactly going to win lane. And who who's known for not exactly winning lane? <laughs> I, I'm not going to say it out loud, but you know who I'm referring to. Um, I could never say a bad thing out loud about that guy. But, you know, I will I will fight anyone on who thinks Bree is a good leader. So, yeah, but I know Morgan is the, the word that we're not allowed to say. And I just said it. <laughs> well, you're allowed to say it. I'm just not going to say a bad, bad thing about it. <laughs> Got it. I'm just going to imply bad things about it, um, <laughs> which is what good friends do. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about 13th place. Um, so we've got you guys have got IG and up, which we have talked briefly about i don't know rob have you talked about ig yeah we kind of all talked about yeah IG, yeah right? yeah i think so, it's just you and your we i've put we really low and i i stand by this honestly uh this roster so hang on there's there is a condition to this ranking now i i couldn't figure out a way graphically to show this but basically teacher Mart is still a sub so current roster uh we sits comfortably in 13th place if they sub teacher mart in everyone above them just shifts down one and we slots in at the top um but i don't think that they'll i don't think they'll have the presence of mind to pull that off um yeah i just think this roster is becoming more and more underwhelming with every split i don't see a significant way that this team wins games i think she has been anyways i think shanks actually looked a lot better last year but even still i don't think he's gonna make anything particularly dramatic happen. I, I think the whole roster is just like, eh. I think they could go anywhere between like 10th and 13th, but I don't think they're going to do anything special. So I've just slammed them down there. That's where I sit on WE. It's just, eh. There's just nothing exciting about this team. And I, I'm both the foremost Shia defender and the foremost Shanks defender. So that's probably why I have them a bit higher. And that's, that's, that's about what I could do for them. So, you know, there we go. Um, I had them slightly higher because I, uh, again, I actually, I, I like Shanks. I think Shanks is pretty good. Biu um, Biu, I'm not convinced on, but I'm certainly hoping that he will do better than he has. Beishang, I still think is pretty good. Um, I'm certainly hopeful that their bot lane will be okay. Um, I know Kadaya had some hot moments and some cold moments, but I think coming into the year, I think Kadaya will prove. Um, and then it's just a question mark. I haven't had a chance to look at WE properly as to how Stay or Shing might do. But I think the the strong mid-jungle could be enough for them to actually like set up some stuff. And that's kind of what I'm relying on for this team. All right, sweet. Uh, my internet is shitting itself. So I apologize, yes. everyone, if the stream is lagging a little bit. But we will just have to plow on because I live in the middle of fucking nowhere. And that's just my life. <laughs> Um, so uh, we talked 13th 12th we sort of talked about RA already um, yeah. so I guess we don't really need to repeat that we also oh yeah we did 17th and 12th together that was it yeah so yeah. now we're caught up on that so 11th place up I think we talked about we're UP, good, yeah. OMG and WE as well right? yeah so we're, yeah. we're flying it's just, through it's Kelsey for JDG and 10th 
Yeah, we're into, we're into the playoffs. playoffs. We're into playoffs. Yeah. So, Kelsey, why are JDG so low? Because me and Rob have them at the dizzying heights of eighth. <laughs> yeah, I know. Wild. It's like two whole places. That's just wild. That's just crazy talk. Controversial, Actually, at least. had them at eighth before, but there are two caveats to that. One is that I was like, ultimately, this team is still... The, the problem with the team is that it's still effectively the same, except it has uh, arguably a worse support and an eight, and a top laner that will actually call for resources, right? So it'll still be a team that will require you to play around top to win any games, but 369 will actually do that, right? So that, that, that makes them feel like a little bit better. Um, so that's kind of why I was thinking about them higher but the caveats to that was that i was like okay og looks good plus i forgot that weibo existed so um <laughs> yeah that's 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 that bumped them down two spots from eight so yeah that's kind of what happened there <laughs> you yeah. know excited about hope though I, I i don't understand how so many people can get excited about these like meh 80 carries in lpl but it's like, like in 2020 did you not see i it? I, I had the i had the statement that that AD is actually a relatively weak role in LPL compared to LCK. Um, generally speaking, is is how I feel when I watch it. But every then people give me this list of like 1080 carries, and they include like Hope, Gala, like Light, and I'm just like, why? Why are we going <laughs> this far? You know, it's like it's not. We're not there. Like it's 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 kind of disappointing. But uh, yeah, so I'm not excited about Hope. I do think he's better than. Um, Loken, for example, right? But I also know that the last time this team tried to get rid of Loken, they couldn't figure out how to play the game together. So it's an adventure. It's, uh, yep. Adventure is so, yeah. I 100% agree with Kelsey. And my higher rating for them the is solely rests on them actually not playing around bot lane. I think this is one of the teams that will just play around 369 and kind of go, fuck the meta, we don't care. Um, Hope is actually pretty good at being left by himself back in 2020 and having kind of more of a roaming aspect coming through from um, Mako at the time. So I think we'll probably see something similar. And Missing has been pretty vocal that when he was playing on WE with Elk, he got really fed up with being forced to play the 2v2. He wants to roam. And one of the biggest problems that I saw with JDG was like, Lumout not really syncing up with Kanavi. Um, getting caught out on roams, not really understanding where he's supposed to be. So I'm kind of giving Missing... He's not as good as Lumao in lane, but I'm hoping he's better than Lumao at roaming. So And like that, and kind of like getting vision and that kind of stuff and setting up for JD. So in that respect, I'm hoping that like Missing Kanavi can link up well together and then play around 369. Um, and that's kind of where I think JDG will be able to find their success through that rather than actually playing around the bot lane meta. Yeah, I'm kind of on the same page as Rob, but a little bit more excitedly, despite us having them in the same place. Um, I think they just abandoned Hope entirely. I think Hope just farms for 40 <laughs> minutes. Like, that's what he's always hope doing. It's just like, that's a sentence and a half. <laughs> and they just... They, just, <laughs> yeah, <dude. laughs> they abandoned Hope entirely and just retired. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> they non-metaphorically abandon hope in the bottom lane he just sits and farms and maybe just ends up playing zigs or something every game i don't know 
and everyone else just dives top over and over again. Everyone just plays around 369. 369 just plays Jackson Fiora and shit like that every game. And then they just just power stomp the shit teams, get power stomped by the teams that actually know how to play League of Legends, and finish solidly in eighth place. Yeah. You know, it's a, that's, that's not a bad pitch, but I do think that if anyone asks me uh, why I placed JDG in 10th, I'm just going to say abandon hope entirely. And that would be, <laughs> if you know, you know, right? So. Uh, there are 76 <laughs> people that are going to be, that you were here. You know that. You get the reference. Uh, okay. Moving up to ninth place then. Um, I've got FPX, which is a little lower than you guys have. And then you've both put Weibo outside of the top eight, which <laughs> yeah, you're going to have to do some serious explaining here on this stream, let me tell you. Um, but I have I'll a talk... pretty good explanation. Yeah. You know. right, let's, let's just <laughs> postpone that for a minute. I'm going to use talking about FPX as a way to buy myself time before I have to hear the hard yeah. truths. Do you um, need to go get your copium first? I'm going to be struggling <laughs> copium for that. Uh, I, wish I, I wish I wanted on beer. I wish I had something stronger. Um, the reason I have FPX in ninth, I'm sure everyone is on tenterhooks to hear my logic on, on the power rankings after am, some of the justification I've had. Um, you've got some good points. Like PP God was an excellent point, you know, that I right? hadn't, I mean, I, mean, I had considered it, but that I didn't really value true. it. But it is just true. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So. Um, so since Cliff came in, this team maybe can be good. I think there was a, a point, I forget who brought it up in our meeting earlier. I want to say it was Lyric, but I could be wrong on that. Um, but Clint and Gory are both Korean. Gory looked pretty underwhelming in Demacia Cup, but actual communication exists in this team now. And Clint is certainly a player that could kind of help uh, guide Gory. Um, so hopefully that will improve the 2v2 uh, in the mid jungle. I think Shaola, who's pretty good. I think LWX and Hung look pretty fucking sick. Um, but that's basically all the positives I have, right? And the bot lane especially is like the big positive. But other than that, I think on the top side of the map, like I'm hoping that Clid Gory thing works out, but Gory didn't look that good ultimately. And that's just like a theory. So it remains to be seen. So I think that on the top side of the map, they're going to get destroyed by a lot of the top teams. And like the top six is insanely stacked. And then JDG, their entire strategy is, as I said, power fist people through the top side of the map. So I think FPX loses to that, which is why I have them slightly lower than JDG. And it, the other teams, I just can't put them above. So I actually don't think that JD, I don't think FPX will be a bad team. I think this is just as high as I can feasibly put them. There you go. I feel a little bit more positive about FPX. I think Gory is a weak laning phase, but well, you can just stick them on like core game victory and stuff and just be like, cool, power farm to your team fighting where you're strong. You're all good. And LWX and Hong, Hong, I was really surprised at. Hong looks like a, a new player. Like him and Damasi Cup was insane. I really hope we get the same aggression from him because mechanically he was so sound. Um, and yeah, I think Clid coming in is a massive upgrade. Fluent in Mandarin can help with Gory and get that communication. Whereas we definitely didn't see Gory really move from lane in their the Damasi Cup games, and I don't know if that's a communication thing because Gory was on EDG like as a sub back um back a couple of years ago, so. I mean, he has been in China, so I'm kind of curious to see what the story is there. Um, and Shallow Who, I I know Kelsey's pretty high on him. I like Shallow Who. I still think there's a lot of issues with his lane phase where he's he's a rookie still learning. But from a standpoint of like, 
coming in and having the confidence and the way that he plays, I love it. So I think Shellahu will definitely grow over time. And that's why I have FPX pretty high. I honestly think this team is going to come out and like team fighting do really, really well. It's maybe their lane phase that could be an issue for solo lanes. But I think with early game junglers for Clid, you can kind of help cover that. This is the year of Shalahu and Shanji, I believe. <laughs> but I I guess for me, I kind of am putting off the fact that Gory looked as atrocious as he did, because uh, he really did, um, to like jet lag um, initial being on the team, because we've had a lot of t- players that start off like really poorly um, and manage to ramp up when it comes to the actual LPL season. So that's why I have them a bit higher. I will uh, give my logic for Weibo Gaming here in that there are two problems with Weibo Gaming. One is that the Shy exists, and the other one is that I forgot that <laughs> they were there when I was doing my power ranking for the Dom show. And then I didn't realize it until right before this show, but I was like, you know what? I already didn't put them in my top eight on the Dom show. I have to commit, but I actually think if I had to go back, I might put them above. Um, I might put them above FBX actually. So yeah. We fucking take those. We fucking take those. Which wins this round? Okay, Rob. Shit on Weibo, and then I'll tell you why you're wrong. Um. So, I agree with the fact that Wan Feng is a very, very talented Jinx player. I have a feeling teams going up against Weibo are going to ban Jinx. And Wang Fong will start to default back towards like the Jins and the Ezreals. And Sword Art will start to try and roam. And I think they'll try and play towards the Shy. That's the way I basically see this team functioning. Um, and I think in that respect, I think the Shy can do reasonably well. But I I don't fully think that this team is going to be able to take down some of the teams that are above them. Like I think in Wang Fong and Sword Art as a 2v2 lane don't scream dominance to me. They kind of scream a little bit more uh, of a passive lane um, Angel I think is only meh and yes if SOFM can get stuff like Lee Sin I think he's going to look great he's mechanically very very strong um, and some of the early game junglers will fit him but I think off of Lee Sin I don't know how well he's going to try and sync up and like play towards timings on you know setting up bot lane um, so this is why I'm kind of like a lot of question marks around Weibo Whereas when I look at teams like FPX, I've already seen that they are capable of playing well around their bot side of the map. Um, and I think that's where I kind of have them just higher than Wave. Well, I kind of agree with a lot of what you're saying. <laughs> and I will say, even with all of my love for Sooning, um, I've actually only got Wave in seventh. Uh, I... So... Here's the reason. Here's the real reason why Weibo is in seventh and not in first place where they belong, right? Um, <laughs> it's because, A, they spent basically no money on designing their roster and it looks like shit. Like, even if I wanted to buy that to represent the team, it who wants to wear that? It just looks like shit, come on. Um, but B, um I'm a little concerned about SOFM and Angel. I'll be totally honest. And this is as a big fan of SOFM and Angel. Um, I think Angel can be really good. Like, he's super adaptable, right? And at times, he's looked amazing. Like, Worlds 2021, for example. Oh, wait. Worlds 2020. It isn't a real role in LPL, so it's fine. (laughs) (laughs) Um, 
So I think he he can look good. Uh, SFM, I honestly, the man is a mystery, and I respect that. Yeah. I don't want him to change. I'm down to roll the punches with SFM. Um, I think Huang Fong is sort of. I don't care if they're not that great at the 2v2. I do agree that they're not, but I love watching these two players. I love that Sword Art basically says, hey, Hornfong, lock in Ezreal so I can fuck off. Um, and I think that the Shy, when he's got both SOFM and Sword Art in his lane, is going to pretty much win every single matchup. Um, so that'll be exciting. I do just think that ultimately they're going to be exposed um, in a lot of matchups, especially on the top side. I think the Shy is pretty punishable. Um, and I think Angel just doesn't have enough of impact in a lot of games. So I've only got them in seventh. And bear in mind how much I loved Sooning. Seventh is, <laughs> I feel like, a pretty pretty low ranking for me to have put this team. So, uh, yeah, I'm not super confident that this team will be will be doing so hot this year. Okay, Munch, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw you throw you one because uh, I I. I... I do this to myself. It's like when I when I like a team, I, I usually rate them lower because you know I can see the flaws and I tend to over exaggerate them a bit. So uh, here's my here's my take on Wiggle Gaming and this theory. I have a pretty strong theory based on what I know about uh, SFM and Sword Art, and that's that SFM without Sword Art does not have anyone on that team to alpha the fuck out of him, right? And so when, so SFM spent the entire year just it's running true. around, playing for every camp and every Krugs that he could find, AFKing in base, not quite, but you know, like building weird shit and you know doing SFM things. Um, when he couldn't get his crabs, um, and now we have the devaluation of the first crab, um, pretty high valuation for for playing to lanes, and the fact that Sword Art loves to play around top, and I'm the shy, right? And I'm just looking at these rookie junglers and these rookie supports that they're giving me that don't know how to play around top lane. And I'm looking at Ben and I'm watching his pro views and realizing that Ben is living my best life. Like <laughs> Ben does not care about the wave and the state of the wave. He just trades on every opportunity. This guy is screwing up. He should die. That is what should happen right on my screen. And the shot is like, I could do that. What are you talking about? I could do that. Sword Art and SFM in the world where assuming we're good in 2020 basically just split map top so bin could do that permanently all the time right and then when jungle camps were high value sfm would just like go bot when people were ganking bin for free you know and then he would be two levels up on the jungler because i don't know right balance that makes sense good job um so then <laughs> so that so that worked out basically what i'm saying is the shy is going to live Ben's life, and he's going to be able to prove that he can live Ben's life and to the fullest. <laughs> I just want to and, say. Uh, also, I also want to say that Huang Fang, I consistently rated Huang Fang a top three eighty carry in LPL last year, even just assuming we're garbage. So, I in in a meta where your eighty carry has to be a really good, well positioned hyper carry, I think this team pops off. So these are all yeah. excellent opinions, Kelsey. I just want to say that. <laughs> um, I just want to add as well. I've said. The Shy and Bin are essentially the same player yeah. so many times. And every time I say yeah. it, I have to backpedal because nobody agrees with me and I start to doubt my own opinion. And then you just <laughs> filled me with conviction that I was right this entire time. It's just the Shy is a worse version of Bin. That's all we've said. <laughs> is he a worse version or is he a version where his same team doesn't player. know how to play I'm around? They just fucking fight and they just <laughs> ignore the fact that the rest of the map exists. I completely yep. agree. 
Um, yep. And for that reason, Weibo's moving up to first place. Let's go. Um, <laughs> you look, what done, look what you've done, Cassie. Look what you've done. You get to leave after this. I get to leave after this. <laughs> um, okay, let's talk V5 because we have them in sixth and seventh, which is, let's be honest, pretty much the same. Um, so V5, oh, well, Rob, you've not spoken in a while. Over to you, mate. You talk about V5. We'll let you have yeah. the honor talking about Carcer and fucking Rookie as a duo. So I am silently more hopeful for Carcer on this roster because it's going to be interesting to see what happens when he has Lane to actually give a shit about him. Um, I think Rookie's been like exceptional at not only being like incredibly good in lane, but also kind of like understanding, hey, look, this is going to be where my jungler is, what he's going to be doing and how to play towards that. So I think that's going to be a crazy strong mid jungle. I think Fotic looks absolutely insane. Mechanically, he looks like a, like a nuts. Um, his team fighting looks insane. And like, same with the Wanfeng point that Kels was making. Like, I feel like this guy is mechanically exceptional, great position in team fights, and is going to do really well on these hyper carries. My big worry, and the one that we're all been waiting for, is I don't trust PP God as far as I control. Uh, I think that PP God, like, even when we were in Damasia Cup, it was just a case of like, cool, either Fotic and PP God just coin flip the 2v2 and they win and they look oh, phenomenal and then they pop the hell off or they lose the coin flip and it just means that all goes to shit and their bot lane is now in trouble and they lose the game. So if, especially if PP God's on like, say if Enchanters are kind of the main carries, or sorry, main supports we see in the bot lane, it's going to only get worse. Like watching PP God's Lulu just makes me really sad. So I think this is going to be the big issue for me. Um, and Rich kind of just doesn't matter on this team. It's more like the mid jungle and Fotic. I'm really open to just going to hard carry this. And if Fotic can get to a point where he's in the lead, he has the mechanics to, to do well. I'm so, so excited I, for him. I'm going to jump in here and I'm going to explain why you're wrong about PP God. And it's right, actually nothing to do with penis. <laughs> Um, so I'm going to use a, a comparison so I don't know if you guys have heard of the team Top Esports, the player Jackie Love um, it, not not very famous I don't think many people have heard of him um, but basically Jackie Love had to play with this support player called Yu Yanja basically had this this year of basically being at world championship level but, but having a, a support player run it down on his behalf every single game and then immediately after Yu Yanja left that team, he was replaced by a player called Zhuo, who was not necessarily that talented when he first came in, but he knew how to go in. And from that point on, Jackie Love won lane every single game. And now I'm going to transition over to talking about V5, where we have this player called Fotic, who is insanely mechanically gifted. He was comfortably the best player in the LDL last year, and like super, super exciting prospect, popped off in Demacia Cup a couple of times. He's got a support called PP God, who does only one thing. He goes in or he locks in Lulu and he sprints it. Now, assuming that he doesn't lock in Lulu and sprint it, he will go in. Photic will win the 2v2s off of Mechanical Prowess alone, and they'll win bot lane every game. It's beautiful. I can't wait to see it happen. They've got Carcer and Rookie on the top side as well. Who gives a shit about top lane? They've got four, four players that are going to make it happen. That's my pitch. See, the problem is with that, that the dice are weighted, right? Because you've got like Leona, which is one side of PP God, but and maybe a little bit of Thresh, but chances are Thresh should be gone. Um, but you've got Lulu, 
and you've got karma. So two thirds of the time he's just fucking sprinting it out of the chapter, and one of the times he's got a he's got an engage support. So that's where I'm just kind of like, all right, well, I don't know about this. Gonna learn Leona. <laughs> I joked him a text on Weibo. Is Leona's okay? I don't mind him on Leona. It's it's the other two I'm worried. <laughs> well, we'll have to see. What, what's your take on uh, on V five, Kelsey? Or did you already talk V five? I, don't think I, mean, I haven't I haven't talked to V5 here at least. I, I don't understand where the Fothic hype is coming from, like legitimately, because like from the games that I've seen him in, he was fine, right? It's like that was that was it. But I feel like again we're going back to the weird I think there's this mystique. I mean there's this mystique around LPL 80 carries, uh, in that I think people just held on to, right, for ages. They just like they don't want to let it go. It was like that in A with ADs for a while. Because I remember there was like this battle between like, ah, oh, but NA has always had great ADs. Even if Europe has good mid laners, it's like no, not really, honestly, <laughs> comparatively. Um, so it's it's one of those those like same situations here. Um, it's like we're always looking for the next big AD just because the legacy of Wishell of um, Name UCI like all of those those like really historically legendary AD carries. I mean, Huan Fong's great. I already said. Like, I feel like Huan Fong was absolutely great, and people kept say- telling me, "But Kelsey, what about Gallows? Like, what about him? You know, like <laughs> straight up." Uh, anyway, I think that that's one of those things for me. It's like I don't see Photic being like the savior, but I also do think Rookie was kind of done dirty this last year. Like, I think people, and we talked about this on the the LPL First Look show. It's like. If rookie isn't one v nining or one v tening, because let's let's face it, some of some people just like have to really really are committed to being on the enemy team, so it's like they die enough for two people uh, on that team. So uh, like if rookie's not doing that, it's like oh rookie's washed up and terrible, and it's like no, he's just a little bit worse. But he was like always consistently in my top five mids for LPL last year. He's still just that good, and I don't know. Maybe I always want like Shaolong Bao to to redeem himself as a former YG jungler. So I kind of hope he plays a bit. Uh, I think Carso is like very, very, very adamant about what he does regardless of meta. I think the meta is favorable for kind of Carso's style as well. Um, so there's there's some good there's some good elements of Victory 5. One thing I will say is when your top lane options are invincible and rich, like it's crazy that those are their names and yet it still feels like there's a wasteland there. It's like kind of crazy. It's like (laughs) (laughs) those have to be the most ironic names in the history of League of Legends. Um, Anyway. (laughs) Well, I don't know. Rich is pulling in a salary. Let's just say that. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, that's fair. Fair point. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Fair enough. Uh, I think we're all kind Mm -hmm. of in a a similar boat with V5. We've talked FPX as well, so we're moving up to fifth place. So now it's this is where it gets interesting because we've pretty much all got the same teams in the top five. In fact, I think we do literally all have the same top five. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm actually so, surprised that you guys are BLG enjoyers because I felt like I had to kind of defend my BLG position a little bit too much. I'm, uh, we'll talk when we get Let's there. Let's, let's get yeah, there. Yeah. There's a lot of caveats. <laughs> we'll, we'll, start with, we'll start with fifth, yeah. yeah. So you, do you guys want to talk Tez first since you guys are both top esports in, in fifth place? So yeah. why is this not a, 
a championship team? What is the problem with top? Because I don't think we need to hype this roster up, right? I think all of these rosters from this point on are, get, are like self-explanatorily very good. Why is what what's holding top esports back from from making top three or top four? Um, do you want to go first, Kelsey, or do you want me to go? I don't mind either way. Yeah, I can go first because I already <laughs> tweeted my opinion on this team, which is that I think like Zoom is great when people play around him he's great when people don't play around him and to me that that's like the problem is is that in high pressure situations he'll always default back to yeah it's fine i'll play set and manage my wave perfectly like i remember having like really long interviews with odo omno where he would talk about like kind of his pride of not needing jungle attention right and i feel like zoom is is, is one of those very rare top laners it's just like yeah, my wave management is that much better than everyone else's, so I don't need the jungler. Go bot, you know, ignore me, and I'll still carry the game from, like, weak side, right? So he has, there have been times when I've been really excited about JDG because they're playing, like, 2v2s top and looking for dives and, and stuff like this, but those times always happen and then peter out. Like, I loved watching GES at Demacia Cup because they were just doing that shit, right? Like... Screw midwave. We are three manning top over and over and over again. Bad matchup. Don't care. Right. It was very, very, very much that kind of style. And I love watching League of Legends like that. And I love seeing Zoom like in that position because I think he has just consistently been the best top laner in LPL for like two years. So um, <clears throat> that was all great. But I, I see this team like defaulting to in a high pressure situation to Zoom is not going to call for resources. Botlin is going to be Jackie Love and Joa, which, as we pointed out, Joa just loves engages. Like, he's never found a fight that he is not a fan of, which is great to watch, and I love watching this team. It's just, like, at a certain point, you don't want that representing you at a world championship, right? It's <laughs> just the way it is. <laughs> I've never gone to that point yet, but yeah, I appreciate yeah. the different perspective. Yeah, <laughs> but, yeah, yeah. the... Uh, and then Jackie Love also has like the, these highs and lows. Like I describe him as a Draven Kogma player, which is very much like, and people think it's weird that I put those the same, but both of those champions just like walk forward, right? Like you, you constantly are, are looking for a forward angle and you're trying to brute force like the, the person in front of you because you've got your W up on, on Kogma and you want to, want to constantly hit people like almost like a sentry turret. Um, so... I, I see this roster just being so volatile, right? And that's why I have them where they are. And then also just not having a clear identity that will stick uh, when the chips are down. Um, I, I like, there's a lot to like though, because I think that Jackie Love needs a top laner like Zoom who will create space in a fight, right? And let him do whatever he wants. Um, and I think Knight will have a lot of good backup in mid lane for the way that he likes to play, which is he's going to create so much time and space by getting caught in the sideline. Everyone's going to collapse on him and then t people TP in because it is post the time on the TP change when he does this, you know? So, and then they, they clean up the fight in those types of situations. It's just like their macro is always terrible. Um, they picked up Crescent, who is BSYY, who's notorious for just like letting the players do what they want in what has historically been like a very, like the, one of the most player run teams in the LPL. So I don't think they're going to change their style and approach. And I love listening to Nelson talk about like how XX macro still runs this team where it's just like reset, everyone go mid. Uh, like uh, as an NA coach, you know, like from my own heart, but 
Yeah, I just I don't see TS placing above five. I think there are just too many issues inherent in terms of like how they play the, play out the game and and formulate plans. So yeah, yeah, I I agree with Kelsey. The biggest thing was like watching them in Demacia was you could see them actively trying to figure out what their identity was. Where they try and set up for a bot lane dive, but you know you've already got Knight who's roaming top lane to try and help out Zoom. So you end up trying to split the map and then they die in the bot lane dive because well they've already committed to top side where they actually die as well and it just all ends up super messy. So um I think for them it's a case of like will it it'll help once they get a bit of time and they can kind of solidify how they want to play. But it does feel like when you've got a lot of voices going around on the team and nobody really deciding what the hell we're actually doing. There's just people going all over the joint and no real cohesion. Um, I think Tien as well only really looks good at Viego. So I think he'll probably get subbed down for Xiaopong now. I think that can do reasonably well. I mean, Xiaopong, I mean, I, yeah, I can see Kelsey's face. <laughs> Resident Xiaopong enjoyer, but um, yeah, I think Xiaopong could actually do relatively well on this roster. Um, I think this is one where his early aggression could actually play quite a big factor. But um, I think you kind of need everyone to be wrangled onto the same page in the early lane phase and kind of early map plays that they want to make. And that just doesn't seem to be happening with top esports. So <clears throat> I have them all the way from fourth, much, much higher than your, you, you naysayers. The dizzy heights. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Is it the I, mojo? I, I, <laughs> <laughs> An astute observation, Kelsey. Um, it's not on mojo alone. <laughs> it's the fact that we're going to have 14 minutes of uninterrupted pure lane dominance from every single lane on this team every single fucking game like they're just going to clap cheeks in lane every game they've got 14 minutes to do it uninterrupted and Tian let's be honest Tian didn't have the greatest year for himself but realistically speaking considering the context around that I actually think he had an amazing year like when you consider all of the bullshit that was going on in that team behind the scenes and the amount of stress and everything he was under I think he's going to be way better off in this environment um, and I think that this is a team that when they get a lead they just fucking close games out and so if they have 14 minutes to build a lead every single game well I think that's that's fucking great news for top esports and then they've even got Zoom who just always wins top lane so I feel like that this is a this is theoretically could be a meta that really suits them, assuming that my basic everything around the new TP is going to be actually true. Uh, and B, I just think that when they do get a lead, they dominate games. So I think that top esports is going to look really good. I I fourth was a conservative placement for me for top esports because I've always loved top esports. But I think that this is the kind of team where if they can get a lead, they are just going to run away with things. And I think they will have so much opportunity to do that this year. So I'm really excited about this Top Esports roster. I do want to move forward because I feel like we've talked about Top Esports for a while. Um, so we'll talk about RNG next because I have them lowest. Dagda's got me in third. Kelsey's got me in fourth. I've got them in fifth. Um, the reason I've got them in fifth, which seems low for RNG, is especially considering Bin is joining the team, and I fucking love Bin. I love me some Bin. Um, pretty much the only reason is I don't know what the identity is anymore for this team. I don't know how well Shahu's going to work in the mid lane. It's kind of just... That's it, really. That's the extent of it. It's like they had a very clear identity. These are obviously all very, very good players. This is arguably a super team, right? But it, it, certainly in the community's eyes. Um, but 
how they play the game, I don't really know because it was exclusively around Xiaohu in the top lane pretty much aside from, you know, parts of the year where they went towards Gala. But um, with Xiaohu going back to the mid lane, I feel like everything has to change, right? So I don't really know how that works out. I think just on player value alone, this is a top five team. So that's why I've gone fifth. Um, yeah, I I agree with you most. I think it like we have seen RNG play around bot side, but I think the RNG that has looked strongest has been when they're playing around Shaohu. And I think when they been isn't the type. So it's we've kind of already hit on it. Like for Zoom, he's much more of a like, hey, I'm gonna manage the wave kind of guy, right? And I felt like Shaohu was very good at managing the wave. We saw him like go for like fort wave crashes and stuff, so he could set up for dives and all this kind of stuff in the early stages. And was really good at like slowing the pace of his wave so he could have the rest of the team join in. Bin isn't really gonna do that, and I feel like trying to play towards that for Bin isn't gonna work out as well. Um, and I think as well, Bin just doesn't have as good of an understanding of how to play the side lane in the 1-4 that RNG were playing. So if you're going to go towards this 1-4, but then it relies on, again, well, maybe they go and just stick Xiaohu in a side lane. It is, that's their 1-4, but that doesn't really seem to be the way that um, you want to play the game, especially with Control Mages being in the meta. So I feel like the early game plan for RNG is taking a hit. The mid game plan for RNG is taking a hit. Um, and I think it's going to be a bit of an oddball to just get it all figured out. I do think though, just with the, player power that they have on this team and um, i still think they're going to do really well i think Xiao who back in 2020 even though rng looked terrible was still one of the best players on that team um, and i think he will still be able to have a big impact i the reason i have them rated highly is i actually think they go back to that old play style which is hey we're actually going to play around gala and ming and even though gala isn't as strong of a carry as some of our top 80 carries i still think when they have those resources and playing through ming more so than Gala, they can make those plays work with Xiaohu away. So it's more of a, I believe in the Xiaohu Ming lot, like grouping up and playing together. And Gala is just kind of the recipient of all those resources. Yeah, I mean, I think the the version of RNG that plays around Gala is the worst version, unfortunately. Um, so I think, and especially since the right now, the ADs that are getting played are very much like spacing reliant AD carries like Jinx and Caitlyn and so whenever that happens I feel like iBoy and Gala are the two players in the LPL that like fall the most from their perceived highs right because they they don't have like a good sense of spacing <laughs> they basically go in and then they kill someone or they basically play ADs like like assassins effectively um so I think that that's kind of where I see that being a problem I think that if this team wants to succeed right now in the short run um, they're going to have to do like a lot of split map topside with Ming and Wei, like very Weibo slash Sooning style. Um, and that's kind of going to be the way that it works. I know that I feel like because when Xiaohu was mid last, they played through mid a lot. Um, and they didn't have like a ton of success, but it was like he was unleashed after, after UZI left. And then he felt as if he had to exert like the the terror that he experienced on the rest of his teammates um, <laughs> and make them all play around him. Um, so, I mean, I think that you could definitely get a lot if you're constantly playing through mid pressure and he is like, obviously a very good range champion player, a very good mage player, then you can control the entire top side and prevent them from roaming out of punishing bin slash the shy. 
Um, so I think that there's, there is like a way forward. And I think objectively you have to look at this roster and say that it has a higher ceiling. It's just the thing that made RNG so good last year was the system that they were sort of forced to play because they did have talent limitations on multiple carries. Um, even like Xiaohu, I don't think he's really a melee player. He <laughs> had to basically get a lane advantage by managing the wave in range versus melee, where it's really, really easy. Well, I shouldn't say really, really easy. Compared to playing like a melee champ that forces you to trade more to get wave control, um, it's a lot easier to play to get wave control with a range champ. So I feel like there will be way less of a, if we don't get a ranged matchup or if we don't get like the opportunity to, to one for, then the game is lost. It'll feel less like that as the season goes on. But I think early on RNG will struggle for, for reasons that Dagger mentioned. Yeah. All right. I think we're all pretty much on the same page with RNG. Just mm-hmm. Rob has a little bit more faith in the system. Um, <laughs> So let's move on to, I guess we're doing it team by team pretty much. So LNG next. Yeah. I seriously considered putting these guys way lower. (laughs) Um, For for similar reasons to to RNG, where it's like, I need to see it to believe it. And let's be honest, the Demacia Cup performance was lackluster comparatively to the expectations of this roster. Um, But you can, you can, look at the Masia Cup and you can be like, oh, well, they didn't look that good. And you can naysay like Light and Iwandi or Light and Lumao. But at the end of the day, you then re-look at the roster and realize they've got Ale, Tarzan and B. And even if like worst case scenario, this team is like guaranteed pretty much top four. Like I'll be shocked and appalled if this is a team that isn't at Worlds this year. So I feel like third was almost like the lowest I could put them. And like comparatively to the downsides of the other teams, the downsides of this team seem minuscule. So I feel like this was like, they were automatically above the teams I put them above just on, on like the, the sheer fucking force of this top side. Like Jesus Christ, Ally Tarzan doing B like, what are you going to do? Who the fuck is going to be that top three, top three players? Like it's genuinely, I, I have no idea. It's the answer. Um, there you go. That's my pretty non-analytical piece about why LNG is shit hot. Uh, so I I have caveats basically for my third place and my second place team. For LNG, Lumao needs to get the fuck out of my team. I want I want you back. <laughs> I want I want you back. I want this. I like Lumao just doesn't do it for me. Uh, very little jungle synergy. Um, he gets caught out consistently on roams. Uh, and trying to get wards. Um, I Ox even pointed out in our meeting earlier on, he was like, molding basically about how he plays the pink ward in the enemy jungle when the rest of his team is backed, and then just gets caught out like two feet away from the pink ward as it gets cleared by the enemy team and just doesn't decide to run away. Um, he's been making a ton of mistakes, uh, and I really want to see Iwandi back. I think Iwandi, despite the fact he has a weaker lane phase, is a better understanding of how to be play on the map and where he should be in relation to stuff. Um, I also want to put in the caveat that I was kind of surprised at how um, how poor LNG were at playing the one three one. Um, I thought they'd be really really strong with this, especially since Ali's been kind of playing the one four. But there were so many times where the waves wouldn't really be set up, or Dombi would be backing in a side lane, and you'd see Ali going for like a terror dive and Camille on bot side, and you're just like. 
you don't have the setup for this um, and you're not going to gain anything off the pressure that you've just created or you just get collapsed on and die. So I think that's learnable though. I don't think that's like something that's going to hold them back. I think it's just something that if LNG are going to try and play this, which is what Doombie was kind of good at, right? With the, he played Twist of Fates and the Kali's and these kind of things that could end up playing a strong side lane and play that one three one. So I think once they get used to that, I think they'll look a lot stronger, which is why I still have them super high. But I think it's just something that I want to see them fix coming into the likes of playoffs and stuff like that so they can actually play towards Allah, get Allah ahead, while still being able to kind of synchronize themselves across the board. I think so. A couple, I'll bounce off a bit off of what Rob said because I feel like um, I actually think I want should be the better laning support because he is better at like enchanters, um, has more of that experience. I don't think either any sports in LPL really care that much about laning, um, honestly, like straight up, except for maybe like Mako. Um, and I don't think he should. Like, I think that's kind of the team looks way worse when he does. Uh, so it's it's one of those situations, but I do actually think I want to use the better laner. And so I see this team having more of like a jungle-centric identity when Lumao plays over time and more of a bot lane-centric identity when Iwandi plays. Like that, that would be my logic. I don't really even know if LPL has that logic for their team construction sometimes, but, you know, it's, it's all good. Um, the... I guess for me, the the more I think about this team, the more I wish I had placed them lower. But again, I'm, I'm committing, right? <laughs> um, because I feel like Dwayne B, like, even though he had, like, better, some better mechanical performances in LPL, like, his laning is still not his strength, and Tarzan is not the jungler that he's used to playing with that is going to, like, three camp and go mid with, with support, like, every game. And I feel like, it's been so long at this point in doing these teams, regardless of how, what team he's on, they play the same. And it's showing like there was one year where it worked really well in 2019, right? That was, that was the year it worked really well. And I feel like since then and before then, it was always just easy to figure out and counter, right? Like there was, that was the year where it was like so meta that it was ridiculous, but now it's like, yeah, okay, we get it. You're going to 3v3 in mid around like three minutes, right? Great, sick. Um, so I think, I think, and I don't think Tarzan is the type of player who will do that naturally either. So that's why I'm, I'm seeing like a lot of issues with LNG being that way, but their style almost like the doing B style almost always does really well regular season. And then as soon as you get to a difficult series of playoffs, it's like, all right, we can't win anymore. You know, <laughs> so that's, so I'm fine with them being kind of high, but that's sort of where I see the problems with LNG being. Also, Allah is a god, and though I, I hear he's not the greatest human being, so I will refrain from overly praising him. That's <laughs> Copy that. <clears throat> okay, two teams left. Um, I'm gonna. So I spoke first on the last two or three teams, I think. So I'm gonna let you guys talk real stuff about the teams first, because I think that's actually the reason anyone actually watches this show. Um. Kelsey, you spoke last, so Dagta, I'll hand it over to you as a longtime fan of Uzi Eye that's now going to get to actually cast him in the LPL. Please, please. Hype up the OG pool. Uh, uh, <laughs> All right, so I actually have a caveat for this. And I really, really, really want PLG to do well. But I am 
terribly worried about the egos that are on this team. And I have like I thought you said eagles maybe... then. I was like, wait, the egos. Yeah, I mean, that's, <laughs> that's an article that's I haven't read yet. <laughs> different teams, different teams. That's um... somewhat relevant, but yeah. you know, that's uh... <laughs> we'll get to that. <laughs> um, but yeah, the 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 big issue for me is, look, I think Fofo's got an ego and has a specific way that he would like the game to be played. Uzi, I mean, even when he was back on Chegu, Reapers had the same issue where he wanted the game played one way, the rest of the team wanted the game played a different way. Um, and I'm quite worried that he's going to come in and he's going to, they're, they're just going to butt heads and this team is going to implode. I think there's like a relatively high chance that's going to happen. I still think they'll do well um, simply because like Fofo would have the best of his position. Uzi is going to be top two AD carry. It's probably going to be better than Viper, but it's still going to be up in the air. Um, and just by raw star power, they will beat teams that are just, and players that are just worse than them. But if the team actually starts to, which is what I'm hoping, that the version I'm hoping for is one where like, we started to see Fofo play a little bit of those more kind of supportive roles towards playoffs um, in 2021, where he's like playing the Galios. He was like moving around the map, actually trying to help out in the, the bot side. I think that's where this team will succeed and um, where you kind of just, Reed doesn't get a huge amount of resources. Fofo doesn't get the resources and the resources are given to bot lane. And um, if that doesn't happen, I think that's where the issues are going to come in. Um, and that's my biggest worry for this team is just that like, they're not going to be able to make it work, but also, like, stylistically, I think there's there's just so many different players on this team that want to carry, right? Like, Breathers looked best when he was getting resources. Weiwei looked best in V5 2020 summer when he was getting the team playing towards him. Fofo, we just mentioned. Uzi, we just mentioned. Like, So, for me, it's like all the players on this team have worked best when they've gotten resources, and that's limited. So if the rest of the team can kind of um, shake themselves and go, cool, I'm going to take a step back and let Uzi be the carry, I think it's going to work. If that doesn't, and I think Breathe is capable of doing it. We've seen him from uh, previously. Um, but if Weiwei and Fofo aren't able to match that, I think this is going to turn into an absolute nightmare. Cool. I I think um, Breathe is a waste of resources if you play around his lane because he doesn't lane well and i don't expect him to suddenly improve in his laning <laughs> with the quality of coaching that i allegedly is available in lpl for lightning phase so um i think that that's kind of where i am in terms of breathe and so i think like the breathes uzi synergy makes sense to me like they'll just play around yep. bot and the thing about uzi is when he was at his peak or uci or whatever we're going to call him um the 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 story was always that uh the story was basically always that if you are a team that played against their bot lane rng when uci was at his peak you always learned something about a matchup like they were always doing something that was way ahead like he's a he's a player that is just kind of changes the game in that regard and if you watch his recent streams, he's still really great, um, all of those things. Uh, Fofo obviously is a terrible human being, and I am worried for the safety of e-girls around Fofo because he is emotionally, allegedly emotionally abusive, but that is uh, unrelated to like whether or not they're going to get along well as a team because he's kind of maybe somewhat related because he is allegedly also emotionally abusive to teammates. But... You know, I I see this also being a situation where you like UZI and Fofo just yell at each other and maybe that's 
like Fofo leaves the team or UZI leaves the team or something along those lines that could all happen. Um, but on paper, in terms of like how these players play, it should work well, right? Like just conceptually looking at on paper, how these players play, it, it should work well. Just gig, gig bot, like 2v2 mid, play in the bot lane, breathe, create space in team fights because he is a good team fighter. He's a terrible laner. And um, there you go. I think it's it, it works really well on paper. This season should be very bot-centric in terms of like AD carries having a lot of power to carry. So I see this being a, a, a championship team as long as the problems do not tear everything apart. Mm. So. so on the front of things, looks good. Behind <laughs> the scenes, we'll have to wait and see. Yes. Um, yeah, I, I can agree with that. And similarly, I think I don't think that this is going to be the team at full capacity in spring, but I do think if it does work by summer, this will be a fucking insane team. I think if it does work in summer, this is going to be like a mind-blowing team. Uh, the question is whether or not that works. I will say on the topic of like Fofo versus Uzi, if that actual like one of these players needs to leave happens, you, I guarantee... If BLG has any say in that, it's Fofo out of there. There's no fucking universe <laughs> that that organization picks Fofo over Uzi. It's like not even comprehensible. So, yeah, we'll have to wait and see. Um, and then finally, we're all in agreement on first place. I think this is the least controversial option you could go for. Reigning world champions, ladies and gentlemen, EDG. Woo! Allegedly, they lost a recent scrim to BLG, though, so that is relevant. Oh, yeah. That means they're shit. Yeah, I mean, do you guys want to <laughs> spend five minutes uh, praising ADG for being fucking pretty good at League of Legends? <laughs> I was going to, but then they lost that scrim, so I don't oh, really... There's nothing left in the tank. Um, yeah. Viper's great. Bot-centric meta. Mako's great. Scouts, I think Scout will actually not be great in a mage centric, yeah. in a mage specific meta. That's like one thing that I think people kind of miss just because the world's meta suited him so well. Um, so that, that might be like one thing. And I'm still, I still like, I'm, I, I know JJ showed up at Worlds, but man, it's so hard. Like I've been conditioned for, for so long to not be a JJ believer. And then uh, Flandre has his moments up and down. I, I think like he peaked at Worlds, which is very rare for him because usually he like loses steam over the course of the year. So I'm I'm pretty excited about that. I yeah, just love that you could take any statement <laughs> you've ever made about Flandre and any statement that Nelson has ever made about Flandre, and if you top them all up and like line them up correctly, <laughs> there'll be an exact and equal one-to-one -one ratio of positive and negative. <laughs> the, the of Nelson I just I just. I'm a rude person. That's just the way it is. So. <laughs> World champion sucks. Never mind. You know. <laughs> yeah, we only put them in first. Fucking shit. <laughs> um, Rob, Rob, talk to me about ADG, mate. Yeah, I mean, I 100% agree with Kelsey. Uh, this team has already played ball focus. Um, they're just gonna do it again. Viper's insane. Mako looks great. Um, yeah, I mean, everything's just seems like it's falling into place. Well, this actually seems like an easier meta than the, the world's meta for them. So, yeah, I mean, they're going to do great. I mean, I think they might come in slow simply and based on the scrim. Well, not even based on the scrim. 
they're only back from worlds like <laughs> three weeks quarantine and they have um they're obviously taking time off as well so i wouldn't be surprised at a slow start simply because the lads need a break but i guarantee you come the end of the spring they're just going to be stomping again yeah they're absolute beasts i think it's very easy to put edg in the number one spot although i do agree with rob it could be a slow start it might even be that they don't win spring uh but I think by the end of the year, if assuming everything is still hunky dory, then they're, they're going to be a shoo-in for worlds. With that said, that is our power rankings. I hope everyone has enjoyed the show. Kelsey, thank you very much for joining us. Before we round things out, is there anything that you want to shout out? What you're up to this year? Any, any, I don't know, any content or any anything that you want to shout out? I'll pass it over to you before we close. Yeah. The show. Um, follow Evil Geniuses League of Legends. Follow Evil Geniuses generally, I guess, if you're not a League of Legends fan, which I'd be very surprised, you know. It's kind of weird. <laughs> anyone anyone watching this show that's not a League of Legends fan? <laughs> we appreciate you. Thanks for hanging out anyway. <laughs> but at the same time, I'm slightly concerned. Maybe find something to do, um, you know. No, don't. Stay <laughs> <laughs> Before it's too late. <laughs> <laughs> the... Um, um, but yeah, follow, follow EG, and of course, I, I do have LPL co-streaming privileges originally. I don't know if I could advertise that here versus the yep. LPL casters, but you know. Um... <laughs> we support the Kelsey so stream. Be, I advocate for watching the Kelsey that. stream instead of the main stream. I'm going to be watching the Kelsey stream. <laughs> so, I'll be, it'll, be a, it'll be a good time. So I'll, uh, I'll be starting that on Monday. And on Wednesdays and Thursdays, I won't be streaming. So you can watch these guys. You know, you have my permission. You know, it's all good. All right. Rob, anything that you want to say to the, uh, the audience? Well, uh, LPL is starting on Monday. So you should probably watch that. Um, yeah, and yeah, that's just going to consume my night, my life for the next like three months. Plus, maybe some other projects. We'll see. We'll see when I can uh, announce some stuff. But yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, go watch uh, LPL starting on Monday. Hysterics and Lyric kicking things off, and then myself and Munchables will be on uh, the Tuesday broadcast. Yes, it's Munchable. Munchable. <laughs> um, so with that said we're going to round out the stream uh, thank you to Reese, to Bob to Fenster and to Notiom for the subs as well during the stream you've, you're absolute legends but other than that Kelsey thank you for joining us Dagda it's great to be back with you mate and uh, we're going to round this one out thank you very much for watching everyone I'll see you guys next time